You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. I feel like who art ed? Who art ed? Mr. Wood, art ed me. Either way, it's ambiguous. It works on so many levels. I know. That's off to a great start. Welcome to Who Arted, where we explore visual arts in an audio medium. I'm your host, Kyle Wood, and today we're going to be looking at Chuck Close. Chuck Close was born July 5th, 1940, and as a child, he had a learning disability. He struggled in math, reading, and he was told that college wouldn't be for him. Well-meaning teachers told him that he wasn't great at learning, but he was good with his hands, so they urged him to think about vocational training, auto body work, and that sort of thing. For a while, he wanted to be a magician, but he said he had a bit of a problem because every time people liked a trick, he was always quick to reveal exactly how it was done. In addition to his academic struggles, Chuck suffered from a condition known as face blindness. Kind of ironic for someone best known for painting faces, but we'll get to that later. He says when he started school in kindergarten, he had no idea who anyone else was. He would go to class, meet friends, but then when they would all go out to the playground, he couldn't recognize his classmates. There would be a bunch of kids from different classes out on the playground, and he couldn't tell who was who. One of the reasons he uses photographs in his practice is because when someone sits in front of him, if they move just the slightest bit and he's seen them from a different angle, suddenly it looks like a new image to him. Imagine you're sitting across from someone, looking straight at them. You see their face. You're starting to make a connection and get to know them. They get up and walk out of the room for a moment, and then come back in. This time, as they're walking in, you see them from the side. Their face is in profile. For most of us, this is not a big deal. Our brain recognizes enough similarities to have a sense of continuity and realize these are different views of the same subject. For Chuck Close, though, these different views are distinct and look like different people. Imagine how difficult it would be to form friendships when you struggle to recognize people and reintroduce yourself every time you see them from another angle. Now, just in case that childhood doesn't sound lonely and difficult enough, his father died when he was 11 years old. I think the thing that I admire most about Chuck Close is his attitude. He framed things in a way that helped him to be resilient. I remember seeing an interview where he said that the loss of his father taught him that the absolute worst tragedy can happen, but still you'll get through it. And not only that, you will eventually find joy again. He said that lesson helped him get through the numerous other hurdles he encountered in life's path. In December of 1988, Chuck was speaking in a gallery when something just felt off. 
The last thing he remembered was being put in an ambulance. When he woke up in the hospital, he was paralyzed. He suffered a blood clot in his spine that left him confined to a wheelchair. He was a quadriplegic. And most people would find that a reason to stop painting. I think by now you probably are realizing Chuck was not one of those people. He looked at his situation and thought about ways to create a path forward. I think one of the biggest myths about artists is that they just sit around waiting for an idea to strike them, for them to be moved to create. In the words of Chuck Close, inspiration is for amateurs. The rest of us just show up and get to work. He said while doctors didn't think he would ever paint again, he knew he would find a way, even if it meant he had to spit the paint onto the canvas. I think for me, the biggest takeaway of the Chuck Close story is just the importance of attitude and that resilient spirit. Throughout his whole life, Chuck Close was confronted with obstacles, and he always found a way around them. He used photographs as a reference because he could more easily process the image and recognize the flattened image. He painted faces of family and friends because it helped him to get to know their images and map them into his brain. Interestingly, he said that nobody ever liked the way they came out in his paintings, but people who love him would put up with it for his sake. Because he had trouble with his grip, Close would wear a special splint to support his hand and help him to hold the brush. He had a section of the floor cut out of his New York studio so that his massive canvases could be raised, lowered, and rotated, bringing the sections within his reach from where he sat in his wheelchair. One great bit of advice that Chuck Close gave was that when a problem seems overwhelming, you should break it down into smaller pieces. To tackle the photorealistic faces, Chuck Close would use a grid. He broke the image down into sections, allowing him to focus on the lines, shapes, proportions, one little bit at a time. In his early works, he would erase the grid as he painted, but as he matured, he chose to lean into the grid. He not only left it visible, in many works he emphasized it, making the paintings appear almost pixelated as the viewers see every square he plotted. As a child, he wanted to be a magician, but he couldn't resist revealing how the tricks were done. For him, it was more impressive when you see the work that produces the magic. I gotta say, I agree. This concludes this week's episode of Who Arted, part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. If you found this tolerable, please leave a rating or review on your favorite podcast app. You can find images of the work being discussed this week and every week on social media at Who Arted Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And of course, on the website, whoartedpodcast.com. Podcast done.